Welcome to the Producer Podcast. My name is Kevin Kissner. Colin Zanker sitting right in front of me. How are you today, sir? Oh, man. Busy, busy, busy. Burning that candle at both ends, but excited to once again sit down with you. Yes, you know, dude. It's, it's been two months, I want to say. Has it been two months? I feel like it has. Gosh, it's weird because I, I have to put the schedule together. So I tried to get everyone together as much as possible, but... You, you know, know? It, stuff happens, schedules, you know, uh, schedules happen, vacations happening, which, by the way, oh, I'm off to Nashville. Oh, are you? Next, and uh, well, let's see. Today's the 30th. So, yeah, uh, I'm heading out for my birthday. OK. 30th. Hey. Broadway better watch out. Oh, there's you're going to paint <laughs> that town red. Oh, I mean, so, old red ain't going to be the only thing on Broadway. No, no. <laughs> and I found out. They made a. They put a raising canes on Broadway. Really? Can you imagine me like at midnight going to get some raising canes? You know, I'd I'd go for some Princess Fried Chicken, but uh, ooh, ooh. that's that's they got the white atrium, and they got White Castle on the top. Okay. Oh, did they? they I don't it's, remember it's seeing over, it. Past Bridgestone over the highway. Oh, okay. Trust me. We, me and my buddy walked <laughs> there at two a.m. one night. Story for a different day off the air. But but I'm excited. But. You also told me, and I haven't heard the story yet, but I've I've heard references to it. We finally have our final four. Yes, in March Madness, which we we all knew these were going to be the teams. Oh, we everyone knew what was going to happen. It's like ninety nine percent of brackets. Yeah, right? these were the powerhouses. Like no one's bracket got busted after Virginia after the second game of the day. But you have you had a dream. <laughs> like you're are are you like a fortune teller? Because if you are, I need some numbers. Uh, well, I can't guarantee you numbers, but what I, I can guarantee you is I, it was bestowed on upon me about two uh, March Madnesses ago, the nickname of the Prophet. Okay. <laughs> that This is two March Madness, like two yeah. years ago, yeah, March Madness? I ended up in the 95.7 percentile, Okay, and I, I just, I did really well. Okay. And so originally I had Alabama winning the whole thing in my bracket. This year? This year. Okay. Come Wednesday night, I wake up Thursday morning, and I had a vivid, vivid, vivid dream of me working the college basketball, you know, the that portion last weekend with the 16 down to the 8, and I remembered getting out of the clothes that I was wearing because I wanted to put on winner's clothes, and I was wearing San Diego State stuff after that. Interesting. And this is before Alabama, uh, Alabama and SDSU played. So, needless to say, my bracket got busted and my dream was correct, and I was a happy man because my bracket really means nothing to me in comparison to the other prediction that I made. So, you had you had a dream. A legit dream. A legit dream that San Diego State was going to upset Alabama, which Alabama deserves to be upset. Karma's going to come back and <laughs> I knew, I told everyone Karma's going to come back and bite them. Yeah. Because of the whole gun issue yes that was bad yeah way bad um but so you had so you you kind of called that i i did and i told i told everybody i was like hey i'm telling you i saw this happen yeah and uh or you know you know obviously kj well kj said get out of here and he still tells me to get out of here with this nonsense i'm like i'm just saying i told you so if you would have told me that i would have been like no at some point i and i've been telling everyone all all year Karma's going to come back and bite Alabama. They're not winning the tournament. They're not getting to the final four. I think in one of my brackets, I think I had him like 
second round losing, okay. Sweet 16 losing. I don't think I had him ever get into the Elite Eight. See, and this this busted my hope. I had San Diego State losing in the first round of Providence. I had no faith in San Diego State. Well, they're a five seed, right? Uh, they are. Uh, they are a five seed, okay. along with Miami. Two five seeds in the final four. Pretty, yeah. pretty awesome. Um, but yeah, I went on that hunch, and let's say it, it was a very good hunch, dream, whatever. It was just so vivid, I couldn't deny that it felt real. Is San Diego State like the surprise team for you in the final four? Uh, no, I mean, it's I F- mean, FAU I mean, you for got, sure. You got FAU, Miami, San Diego State, and, and UConn. UConn. FAU's got to be the surprise team, right? They are, and it, I went to college, actually, in Florida, and close to my college, literally across the highway, was FAU. So some people knew FAU more than my school because I was a Division two school. So always when I referenced when I went to school, it was like FAU, and some people were like, yeah, I don't really know. But now if I say FAU, oh, yeah. some people, they're like, oh, yeah, we know why FAU. Are they, why are they called the Owls? I couldn't tell you. Are there, is like Owls a big population in Florida? No, I was, no, I don't think so. I mean, I, I only went down there. I was only there for a year. And oh, then okay. my baseball okay. dreams were dashed, and I realized I wasn't as good as I was. You didn't. You realized <laughs> you weren't going to go pro. Uh, yeah, I wasn't even going to make the minors. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I, there were there were no cups of coffee to be had on my part of baseball. So <laughs> that's fair. That is fair. But I mean, yeah, those those four teams are surprise teams, mm-hmm. and you know. M- I mean, gosh, what seeds are you? What seeds you call? Four. There's four no one, seed. two, or three. That's got to be. That's insane. That's got to be something different. And 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 your powerhouses are gone. Duke, Carolina, Kansas, Kentucky. Like those four, they're not there. You know, and you could even toss Arizona in there because they've been a powerhouse the, over the past decade. I thought my blue, De- my Duke Blue Devils, mm. my. Duke Blue Devils, me and Stokely's. Duke would have beat FAU. You think? Duke would have beat FAU, but we got bullied by Tennessee. Yeah. And I'm not going to say the refs screwed Duke in that game, but the, the refs never let any team get momentum in that game. And, I, and that bothered me because every time down there, down the court, it was a whistle, 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 whistle. It's like, let the guys play, man. Well, and when you have a system like Duke has, when you stop that momentum from rolling and continuously being able to set their plays and roll with what they know, it makes it difficult when you're facing a team like Tennessee, who is just, I mean, they're athletically very, you know, a lot more gifted. It's more of a, I don't want to say an individual game that Tennessee played, but they're just individually better athletically than Duke is. But with Duke as a system, you know, I didn't believe in Duke doing that well in this tournament. No, they... I'm, but I'm not, you know, it, for, I'm not a prophet I'll say in this, that aspect. They exceeded my expectations. Okay. Coach K's gone. Yeah. You bring in John Shire, who I, I thought was a f- fantastic hire because I didn't know what they were going to do. And then they're like, John Shire. I was like, huh. Okay. And then I, the more I thought about it, I was like, well, he's been on the coaching staff for a while. I go, I actually, I actually really like this guy. You know, he's got Duke blood in him. And for them to only lose eight games this year, go undefeated at home, sweep the stupid North Carolina Tar Heels, <laughs> and then they quit. They don't even want to play in the NIT. Bunch of bunch of babies. And then they, I mean, they got a, a five seed. I was, they had the momentum going. They win the ACC tournament. They had some momentum, and I, you know, once once the tournament started, I was like, Final Four, it's done. We're gonna win the whole thing. 
And then after week one, your bracket is, oh, there's the red marks. Oh, my dude. Bracket was busted after Virginia. I think were you in the studio with us? Yeah, and I and I, and I told you I I, I chose. Um, oh my god, it's not. It starts with an F. Furman, uh, right? Yeah, yeah. I chose yeah. him. To, I chose him to be Virginia. I don't trust Virginia in the tournament. Yeah, I wish you would have told me um, because my bracket would have been saved. I threw my pen up in the air. I think I threw the remote. We might need to get new batteries on it. Okay. I don't know. I was so pissed. I was so mad. <laughs> no. Okay. So. Were you more mad? Okay, what what was the madness level? Would it be like a a fan of you know the number one boilermakers losing in the first round? Was that like your anger level? You know, like were you like how did this happen? You know, no, I I just or thought just like, I thought a senior would be way more smarter than just tossing up a ball with eight seconds left and then launching up a three. Yeah. Like I feel like that's a smarter play that you should be or like a smart player should be able to make a play, maybe take a timeout, hold on to the ball for a few more seconds and let him foul you. There's so many different avenues instead of just hawking it up and seeing what happens. It's not like there's two seconds left where you just let the time run out. I mean there there there's one thing that I've really found in this tournament that I that I take seriously. One it is the seniors and the upperclassmen who yes. have played and been around and played in this tournament, especially now with the transfer portal. Yeah. Those guys who have played and been around these games already, it makes a big difference in how the tournament's played. We look at SDSU and how and you know and how that squad is playing right now. These guys have been around. They're older, you know, they're more mature. They've been through some of this stuff. But also, I very much believe in the not trusting of the teams who continuously fail, a la Virginia. I mean, the very first number yeah. one seed to lose over. I mean, how many times have the hearts been broken of UCLA fans? How many times has Gonzaga choked it away? I, I just, <laughs> you know, I can't believe in them. And even though I put some faith in Gonzaga this year, I don't, I don't, I can't change the past history. And it's just some teams are snake bitten. And I'm not going to change the way that I pick. You know, I, I will change the way that I pick, and I have changed the way because of the past history of a lot of these teams. And, yeah, sometimes it comes to bite me. Like, Tennessee this year, I didn't expect them to do what they did. Right. Because they usually lay an egg. But then what happened? They ended up laying the egg in uh, the Sweet 16. Yep. So, yeah, well, so I think me and you are on the same page, that once you really start looking at the teams that, are, that advance – you know, that's why you're getting so many upsets anymore is because so many teams now have played together for three or four years. Mm-hmm. You know, you get these big schools, Duke, North Carolina, Kansas, Kentucky. They're losing early on because they're a bunch of freshmen. And and they're and they're not playing another year. I mean, look at Kentucky. Kentucky is known for their one and dones. Mm-hmm. And they, they're disappeared. People forget about Kentucky, it feels like now. Because John Calipari's not... He's getting these freshmen and sending them to the pros right away. Well, here we are. These powerhouses are that's kind of why it's remarkable Kansas did it, you know, and and Michigan State. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Michigan State's a powerhouse school, but they get these guys who are they play for four years. Well, and that's why Mich- Michigan State is like an every three year powerhouse school. Yeah. Because they have these guys They're that never have consistent. played together the whole time. And that's what was Duke for a long time too. Yeah. And, and you go back to go back to what our parents watched in the in the eighties and nineties. Yeah. 
we saw Kim Olajuwon play for four years. We saw Christian Leitner, Bobby, and and uh, yeah, Bobby Hurley. I don't know. It didn't sound right when I said it. Hurley, you know, played for four years at Duke. I mean, these guys all played for four years. Remember when everyone hated J.J. Redick? That <laughs> lasted forever because he played four years. Yeah. Adam Morrison, mm-hmm. Steph Curry, he played a while. You know, a lot of these guys, even before them, they played all this time. Well, and even that Steph Curry Davidson run was <clears throat> was combined with guys who had played together for yeah. a long time. Yeah, and it just brought out, you know, it showed you the star power of yeah. Steph Curry. Yeah, you know, and, I was all over. Him. I wanted then, him to be. And I feel like so that's when ba- college basketball was the best mm-hmm. when these guys were staying for four years because you knew, oh man, next year this team's got it. Yeah, and you know, we you could actually really break it down. Now, dude. I don't know who my my Duke Blue Devils have next year. I won't know until the season starts. I really start getting into it, but then it's going to recycle. Yeah, you know, and and that 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 devastates me. I hope this class can stay a little longer. Being selfish, but well, what, what it, this is going to show you is what I believe this shows you right now in where we're at in March Madness is a pathway to success because you look at the Fairleigh Dickinsons or the San Diego States or even the Miami, these guys who transferred in, who played together, you know, Fairleigh Dickinson is the best one. They came from a division two school with their coach to go play together at FDU. Yeah. And, you know, now their coach is gone and on to bigger. (laughs) One, I mean, one and done for coaches can happen too. But a lot of these guys, like I said, have been around and some played together. So that's kind of the new way, which I don't know how the Dukes and the Kentuckys, the North Carolinas, the Kansases are all going to deal with it because there is something to be said. Basketball is not an individual sport. As much as an individual can sometimes take over a game, you, you got to have five guys on the court. How much can the NIL help them? We see it in college football. I mean, college football a couple thoughts here. College football makes you stay three years. Mm-hmm. Basically, let me rephrase it. To enter the NFL draft, you had to be out of high school for three years, meaning you play three years of college football. You, I guess you could go to the XFL yeah. for three years, whatever you want. But in Major League Baseball, you either get drafted out of high school and go pro, or you go to college, but you get to stay there three years. Yep. I think college sports should keep that rule. Play three years. Because it's going to be so good. And the NLI. Just flat out? I think it should be three years. At least two. You know. Because then we're going to see the greatness of college sports. At least college basketball again. Well, and I, I agree with you that it would bring some more greatness. Because you would have more great teams. The, the days of UCLA winning all those championships we're are fo- long gone. We're going to see those matchups that we've all wanted to again. But, yeah, you'll see rivalries start to form. And those rivalries also can transform into, you know, the NBA as well. You know, you saw it with you saw it with the NBA and how like even Duke and North Carolina guys always had, you know, they never got along on the court. Even there. Let me ask you this. Other than Duke, North Carolina, name a college basketball rivalry right now. Well, that's, I mean, that's that, that's right legitimate. Now. I mean, the closest thing I would say would be like UCLA, USC, because they're always trying to go against each other. But they, there's there's not really a good yeah. one. And that's only because of past history. The college basketball rivalry is different than football. The one thing I would say is I don't know. I like the idea of how 
Major League Baseball does it. You know, I am along those lines. If you want to go pro, hey, do it. But if you're going to make a commitment, make a commitment and go. Yeah. And unfortunately, some young men are going to make some very bad mistakes and read the room wrong. But we've all made bad mistakes in our life. And, you know, for those guys, it's just on a larger scale. So surround yourself with good people. But I would love to see some more teams stay together longer. That's not going to happen, though, because of free agency, which is what it is in college now. You're not going to keep those teams together because any good guys will figure out how to create their own super teams. Wait till you see a super, super team created. Do you want these college guys get together and have six, seven, eight of their friends all just let's go play wherever yeah. you know where's the most nil money yeah. for the eight of us yeah we're gonna have the best team around we're gonna dominate because that will happen eventually because someone will want to make a name for themselves and they'll have enough pull with their friends or close confidants and people that they can organize that you know and it's the nba showed you a way to do it it's gonna transfer down to college at some point because of you know because of nil and being able to have the portal there yeah yeah I, I'm, I'm with you a thousand percent Another topic I want to hit on. Mm. Today's the first day of the Colorado Rocky season. I love baseball. You love ba- we both I love, love, baseball. I love baseball. But I don't know how we feel about the Rockies. You're wearing a Rocky shirt today, by the way. I am. I love my Rockies. But that doesn't mean I have to love what management has done to this team, my beloved baseball team. The, my, the oh, go ahead. I was just gonna say my baseball team. That I will not spend money to enter that stadium. I'm with you. Let me let's build it up. Yes, because I know we we want to get to that point. <laughs> yes, we do. I want, I, we're we're going to get there. The over under is for their wins this year is like sixty four and a half, sixty five yeah. and a half, depending on where you're looking. I kind of feel like taking the over. Just sixty five games, man. You can't win sixty six. I mean, DMX always said this on air. You're going to win 60, you're going to lose 60. It's what you do with the other 42. It's hmm. very true. And, yeah. Are you going to go 0 and 40? The other, I mean, how's your road? How's your road hitting doing? Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I and the reason I say I'm, I would take the over, I think they'll win more games. You're playing at Coors Field. Some of those guys are going to get hot at the right times, and you're going to have your Coors Field games because of how big the outfield is. I'm not going to blame the altitude. No. Every every team in baseball, by the way, uses humor over baseballs now. Yeah. So, so stop blaming the altitude here no. on us. Yeah, every every team, every major league park has the humidor in there, and they use the same baseballs. I yeah. mean, you can talk about juice baseballs being around. That's the whole, but everything is on a level playing field as far as the baseballs go. There you go. I don't know if there's a headline, a storyline with this team that gets me excited. We didn't pay attention last year. Um, I'm with you. I haven't been to a game. And I went to one game after they fired Jeff Breidich. Okay. <laughs> and it, actually, I remember the, that night because it was the Avalanche Vegas Knights overtime victory in oh, game okay. two of the playoffs. And then that's when the Avalanche lost four straight. So that was the last Avalanche win of the of that playoff run. But since then, and, and the only reason I went is because oh, all my friends were all going out. Yeah, they fired Bridich. I'm like, I'm good. Let's go. 
Celebrate. Let's go celebrate. I don't know if they won. I don't. It's too much time up on the rooftop, huh, Kevin? But <laughs> I don't even know. Gosh, I don't know how much time we spent up there. I'm sure we were. Yeah. You got to. But th- do you see that? That's my making my point. We focus on the rooftop. Mm-hmm. We don't. I can remember that I went on the rooftop and got some drinks. You know, Mountain Dew, obviously. Oh, yeah. But I'm not. I don't remember what happened in the game. And unfortunately, unless it's something historic that happens at Coors Field, the games are forgettable because the team is forgettable. And, you know, you, you said, you know, you don't know what to look forward to. And I mean, I'll go to Coors Field. I will. Like I said, I'm not buying a ticket. I'm not putting my money directly in. I don't, you know, I don't partake in a lot of concessions, but I will say that they did come out with the new menu today of all the specialty foods that are being offered. Now you got me intrigued. Okay. So there's one thing I get every time I go to a game. You know, I, I spend my, it, well, it was like seven twenty five. I get my Elvis milkshake. Whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, you whoa, don't know whoa. about this. When did, okay, first off, when did this happen? I want to say this was two seasons ago, too. That's probably the reason. <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably. <laughs> that I don't know there. about it. Um, so it's at the Helton Shack. It was. I don't know if it's still there this year. It better be. But it's a banana milkshake with uh, candied bacon in there, Cracker Jacks, oh and my. peanut butter syrup. Oh, my God. It's the only thing I buy while I'm there. It is it. That is the one thing that I get when I go to a game. Besides that, I go by the DD tent, get my free soda, and enjoy the game. Wait, wait, wait. There's free soda? Yeah. Yeah. You what? Get, so in uh, in left field. We got to go to a game now. I, I'm telling you, I, I know this stuff. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. You just we might have to. Up, you get a free soda and. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Because I just go and pay 10 bucks for a freaking soda. Yeah, no. Don't do that. Okay, Raj, Raj, we need free tickets because we ain't paying. Oh, yeah. We, no, I'm not paying. Yeah. I'm not paying. I'm not giving money yeah, directly. We'll go like, get the free soda. We'll get the Elvis milkshake. They have a mustache pretzel, pretzel this year. Mustache pretzel. I don't even know what to think of that. Is it made out of real mustache hairs? Uh, you know, I'm a little scared is, now. You know, there's downtown Denver, so there are possibilities of anything getting in there. Okay. <laughs> keep, keep Keep going here. Uh, they sell their monster nachos, beefsteak empanadas. Are kind of they did start this year. Doritos walking nachos. So what? Why walking nachos? Oh, you instead of like having to sit down and scoop them out, you just get a spoon or a fork and you, you eat them out of the bag. Basically, it's easy out of the bag. Yeah, you've never heard of these? Intr- no, I have not. Okay, so my college days. It started. This is. I mean, for me, this is where it started. I would get flaming hot nachos at Seven Eleven, mm-hmm. fill up the bag with chili cheese yep. and uh, chili and cheese sauce, and yeah. you just fill up the bag and eat it with a fork and spoon. Oh, okay, I've done it's that. A, it's the same thing as the walking nacho. You just fill up the bag of Doritos with all your toppings and you eat them out of the bag just like that. I am so intrigued right now. I'm I'm excited. Yeah, I, I'm I kind of want to go to too. opening day now. Uh, well, don't get it on opening. I mean, you know the lines. Are, it's That's not worth true. It we'll go the next night. Yeah. It's half packed. Yeah. Half, half packed and everyone's giving up on the season. <laughs> the next, the following Monday when no one's there. Yes. Yes. Oh, just go to a day game. We'll get, I'll, I'll make, I'll write a doctor's note for you on a day game. Don't listen to this, Raj. Do they still, <laughs> Raj, I'm calling in sick. I get, got to get the Elvis milkshake. Yes. Do they still have the Helton burger? Oh yeah. That's where the Elvis shake is at. Only what? there. Only there. 
Yeah, I'm telling you. Oh, okay, so I would have run into it then. You should have. I love me a Heltenberger. I will say this. People are going to laugh. Other than In-N-Out Burger, Helton Burger is the best burger okay. I've ever had. It's 1A, 1B. No, one, first place, second place. I mean, I might go Pulp Fiction and say, it's a mighty fine burger. I Dude, I love that it is, thing. It is really good. Oh, I kind of want a burger right now. <laughs> and I'm on a freaking diet. Uh, well, I, let me tell you this one. They got a barbecue chicken mac and cheese sandwich this year. You know, you're killing me here. You know, I am. I'm going to spend more money, like $100 on food. Oh, ain't no doubt about it. You're going to have to send me this list because I got to send it to my cousin. I'm glad to. The two desserts I'm looking forward to. Oh, no. Are there? Well, there's there's one. There are some green chili cheese fries that are basically the same as they used to be. They're just using shoestring fries. Desserts, a berry waffle cone, raspberries, blueberries, blackberries with a ricotta filling. Cool. Peach chimneys. Peach chimichurris topped with cinnamon, sugar, caramel syrup, whipped cream, and a flour tortilla. Send it. I should have go gotten somebody else on this episode with you. I mean, you're talking to a chef, too. I, I follow these things. I'm on a diet. I'm trying to lose weight before my trip to Nashville. Well, that that's soon. Yeah. So but after but now, your trip. Dude, I am starving right now. I got a freaking salad still over in the studio that me and Stoke and Zach and Drew all bought today. I got Venmo Drew now. But I got to go eat a freaking salad when you're telling me about like barbecue chicken sandwiches and Helton burgers and Elvis shakes. Elvis shakes. Like I said, I hope, they have so the, I, hope, I hope they have that shake back. That's the one thing. And I walk around with it, and it's funny the looks you get from people when how, you're walking around with it. it. Oh, it's one of those like plastic beer cups. It's a good size. Oh my god! You know, sixteen maybe ounces. I don't sixteen, twenty-two, yeah. something like that. Uh, and I'm excited to go try the food, but that's the only place I'm spending money, and I probably won't buy them over and over again because typically I eat beforehand. Again, just having worked around concessions, I will try all of them, just yeah. like I do at many ballparks you when I go to. to them. Have to, yeah. I'm excited about trying it. But I'm not. There's the one consistent, and this that I'll is go back and, to. and to be fair, this is our Rockies preview right now. Yeah, it's it's what am I going to eat at the stadium? Yeah, take the over on wins at sixty five and a half get or sixty four, and they just go get all this food. Yeah, why not? We don't care if Chris Bryant's going to be healthy or not. I had a funny uh, talk with some of my friends the other day. It was like, does Chris Bryant have more home runs in spring training or the regular season this year? How many has he got in spring training? Right I think now? he had three. Well, okay. he had five last year. Okay, you you don't think he's going to hit more than three this year? I don't know. Is is Monfort going to do? You want to make is Monfort going to pony up and get him beds that he can actually we sleep make, in and not get hurt? Should we make an Elvis milkshake bet? <laughs> no, because the obviously the odds are 162 games that he's going to play. He's going to hit more home runs, but it's something to well, even ponder. I don't know. I mean, what if he gets hurt? <laughs> it's true. Then like I, I could lose the bet. You could. What we if, he, make, what if his wife something. has another baby and he's got to take more time off? Mm. Maybe what if they have twins? I think his back hurt too much to make twins. On <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> that note. Spe- well, with that Rockies, what I, you know, and Chris Bryant, what I am really interested in for this team is to see if Monfort has changed his stripes at all. If during this season, if they are not in it, if he decides to sell, you got to remember that this this team is the team who let guys walk for nothing. 
and paid for Nolan Arnato to go to St. Louis. If the Rockies are not in it, would you be fine with sending Chris Bryant out and paying $25, $50 million worth of his contract again to free it up, to get maybe some of these young guys, to bring in maybe good potential, you know, uh, guys in the farm system? Are they willing to get rid of a Charlie Blackman who, as a fan favorite, and I don't want to see Charlie go, I love Charlie Blackman, but his best days are far behind him. Are they willing to make the sacrifices or are they going to keep leaning into this team and these guys that they have on the team who are fan favorites but don't win games for you? CJ Crone, can you can you get something for him? Here, He's not here for a long my time. Thing. Here's my thing. I'll play devil's advocate with you. What's it going to do if you trade those guys? Uh, no, name one trade we've done that's worked. Well, it, and that is true. But what I do say is at least you can bring in somebody and there is some other hope. Because if you're not winning, if a guy like Chris Bryant and those contracts aren't bringing you money, you can free up that money and hopefully do something productive for your team in the next season. Because I don't... Uh, what good is it keeping holding on to a John Gray for a whole season than letting him walk and getting nothing for him in a losing season? Because they're dumb. Exactly. So you might as well get some sort of prospect. And this is on the day where the Rock, you know, the Rockies lost two of their five or five prospects Look, from the uh, Arnado trade. I, I'm with you. Yeah, I, I like the concept, but what we're going to get in return is never. It's not going to work. I, I love the concept yeah. is great. The the res, the end result is not going to work because our management sucks. The ownership sucks. I get they, they're 15th in payroll this year. They spent extra money. But just because you're spending money, you're spending money on bad players. Mm-hmm. I don't care if you, you're giving $160 million out this year. You're paying guys for no reason. I, you're, you, I love Charlie Blackman. Yes. You gave him a $100 million deal after one great season a few years ago. What's he done since then? He's almost fallen off the cliff. Yeah, and he's he's still a fan favorite. He's but a fan that, favorite. But that's why, what I'm saying is, for the Montforts, can, will they make the moves that hurt? Because if they do make moves that hurt and try to really improve this team, or even if they're in it and try, I mean... I can't imagine the world where this happens, but if the Rockies are somehow messing around and have an opportunity to the playoffs when the trade deadline comes, trading a Charlie Blackman for a real piece that will help you because another contender, especially in the American League, will want that left-handed bat. I know there's a universal DH, but yeah. you're probably wanting to trade him to an AL team more so than an NL team if you're in the thick of any sort of hunt for the playoffs. So... Will they do and make the moves that actually hurt, that make this team better? Because losing Blackman will hurt, regardless of if it's you know a trade or when he retires. But his time and his, you know, the amount of money that he's paid, it's hurting the team more. Yeah, yeah. You should have dealt him last year. Yep. And dude, he's a bad right fielder. He's a bad outfielder. Put him at first base. Get it over with. Just but let him stay CJ Crone now. Who mashes? Can you, know, you get rid of CJ Crone? Will you let the young guys play? That's what I want to see. The th- my thing is nothing. Uh, uh, dude, we're on the same page formula-wise. Me and you have the grit, the best concept of how to fix this franchise. But they won't do it. Yeah, That's the thing. Dick Monfort's got to understand, you are ruining 
this this beautiful ballpark out there, mm-hmm. you are ruining a franchise. You are a laughing stock. Every sports writer in town doesn't want to cover you guys because it's so bad. And you're you're a laughing stock around baseball. Dude, the Oakland A's <laughs> spend ten million dollars a year on payroll and they make the playoffs. You I have know. bad scouting, you have a bad GM, you have a bad owner. Bud Black, I'm not going to blame Blood, Bud Black for anything. Yeah. Look what he's given. And I think he's done a good job with the pitchers, to be honest. With Bud Black, what he's done with those guys for the most but part. It, I lost all respect. I had lost a lot of respect for the Rockies. I lost all respect when your the team owner comes out and says, I will never spend money on free agent pitching. Big money. Well, dude, that's like, tell, that's like the Broncos coming out and saying, we're never going to find a quarterback. <laughs> Or we're we're never going to trade for a quarterback again, or pick up a you know. No, it's like, it's we're not going to address the quarterback position yeah. ever. I mean, they haven't, but well, yeah, that's, that's once again another story. <laughs> but he refuses. He t- he tells the public, "We're not trying to win." Yeah. Or he comes out and says, well, "Our goal is five hundred this year." Are you kidding me? I and mean, they haven't sniffed five hundred in a few <sighs> minutes. It's it it sucks. It, it it really sucks because maybe just how mad would we be here in Colorado if we just picked up the team and just gave it to another city? I mean, I would be, I would be, but then, but then we, we get a new team like Triple A. Are you talking Major League? Because we'll, we'll get a new Major League team. Put take the Rockies, put them in Vegas. Okay, that's so, the Las Vegas Rockies. Done. Who cares? Then the Walton Penner group comes in and buys a new group. Okay, so so this is what you're saying. We're trading Montfort. Just get rid We're of it. We're trading Montfort. Okay, I'm down well, with let's well, trade we, Montfort. We got to keep our colors though. Our, yeah, well, we do have some sick jerseys. Yeah, I I do like the purple. The, oh, see, I like the black sleeves. Black the sleeveless oh, or sleeve sleeveless. Okay, yeah. Ho, 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 ho. The World Series ones. <laughs> but, How far? That was so I don't long know. Ago. You, I can't. I can't support this team. With Dick Monfort there. Yeah. I, I can't do it. We just did. We talked more about the food and the concessions <laughs> uh, at Coors Field than the freaking yeah. team. We haven't even broken down the team yet. Well, because what is there to break down? <laughs> Nothing. I mean, is it going to be 63 or 65 wins? Really? Yeah. And that, that's a problem. I just, with this team, if, if Monfort isn't willing to make those moves, then I continuously can't support them, which is why I said I'm not going to spend a dollar going into that same. I'm not saying I won't spend a dollar in there, but I definitely don't spend a lot. I usually eat before I go in. I usually make a plan because I I don't like spending money there. I typically try to watch more Rockies games on the road than I do at home. It's cheap. You know, I get a chance to tour new stadiums. I get a chance to see other places. Yeah. I get a chance to eat other food in other places. All big things that attract me. And... The game of baseball there is different. You're watching it different because Coors Field has become that party atmosphere. Yeah. And for me, I still love the game of baseball. And as much as I love partying, I still want to watch a game every once in a while and a competitive game. And there aren't those there anymore. Last question. Mm-hmm. You've been to a playoff game. I have. And I've been to game 163. Okay. Me and you are both. Yeah. Let's, <clears throat> let's do 163. Okay. The Matt Holiday slide in mm-hmm. to home play game. Thank you, Jamie Carroll. How? This is a perfect. That's a perfect example. You remember? Was that your first playoff game? Uh, 
Yeah, I do want to say for, it was. Yeah. Or first one you remember. Yeah. that's. I believe that was my first playoff game. Yeah, it was my first playoff game. Everyone in that building is staring at the same pitch. And it's the next pitch. And it's, mm-hmm. ooh, ah, oh. You don't see that in a regular season game. It's it's all eyes on deck on that playoff game. Every pitch yeah. matters because you don't know what's going to happen. Every pitch could be a run. I want that feeling again. Mm. I want that feeling where we're in the dugout and we're celebrating and they got the champagne in the locker room and we're everyone's freaking out and hugging each other in the crowd. Dude, I don't know when we're ever going to get that again. Well, and there was even a feeling, if you go back right before the Matt Holiday, where he misplayed a ball in left field that was over yeah. his head that gave the lead yeah. um, to uh, to San Diego. And what happened there is that you sat there, and I was sitting there with my friend in left field, and I saw Holiday step in, and the ball go over his head. San Diego takes the lead. You just still didn't feel out of it with this team. Exactly. They were a team that had no give up. There were a team that would continue to play no matter what. It didn't matter that Trevor Hoffman was coming onto the yeah. mound to try and close yeah. it out because there was always a chance. That team always gave you some belief. What do we believe in with this team? Nothing. That ownership is going to hold on and make mistakes. Yeah. Yeah. And it, 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 it sucks. And I'll, we'll, we'll end on this. You've had two of the greatest players of franchise history play for you. Nolan Arenado and Troy Tulowitzki. Not Todd? I'm, I'm using these two as okay. an example because they both wanted out. Oh, yes. And everyone wants to go after them and say, oh, well, we don't like them. They, they suck because they want out. No, they want out because they want to win. Mm-hmm. And they realized they said, we will sign here. They both signed big time extensions right here. It's the same exact story for both of them. That said, we want to sign here because we want to win here. We want to finish our careers here. They both said that. Yep. But they finally had some success, and then we blow it up. So what do they want to do? Why are we going in a rebuild? Why do we not want to spend the correct money in the right spots? Why do we are we choosing to not win? And that's why they want it out. Yeah. And we wish not. I would. Tulo is my favorite player of all time. Okay. He got to the playoffs with Toronto. Yep. Never made it to the World Series. Sucks. Because if they would have kept that Rockies team together, they I guarantee they would have won a World Series. They they had the opportunity to. You had guys there, man. DJ LeMahieu. You don't even want to oh. give DJ LeMahieu money. Or Adam Adovino. Like, what do you mean? It's, it's unreal how they have consistently let these guys go when you have this talent and then you see them succeed elsewhere. It's not that yeah. these guys weren't good in your organization. They wanted to be here. But you said it. These guys signed their contracts. Yeah. And it's like, we got them locked up. But you know what they want? Also, part of that contract is get, build a good team around them, it, too. It would be like the Nuggets right now in the offseason say, hey, uh, we're going to trade Nikola Jokic and, and Michael Porter Jr. No, I was going to say, you keep Jokic, you trade the other starting well, no, four. We, the Rockies trade their bit, their best player. Uh, that's true, yeah. So yeah. you get rid of those guys. Like, okay, we're going to compete for a title now. What? You know, that, that's. Uh, but we would trade Nikola Jokic for like two G League players. Yeah. And then we'd give like the, the I don't know, Dallas yeah. Mavericks $50 million. There you go. We're good. Yeah, I mean, look at the dunk contest winner. He puts on a good show, right? We, <laughs> 
<laughs> we wouldn't even get him. All right. <laughs> hey, I do got to say one thing. You said you're going on vacation. You got to check this out. Home run dugout. It's the Home top golf dugout. of it's baseball, like top golf. What? Yeah, it's in Texas. I'm going in two weeks. Oh, I know you got Nashville for your thirtieth, but home run. It's. I, I think I'm gonna have more fun visiting stadiums down in down in Texas, hitting yeah. virtual home runs. Yeah. Hopefully, dingers. I gotta hit the cage. But you know, you talked about your trip, and I had to mention that I'm going down. That to sounds fun. See some stadiums, and it's like a virtual reality top golf, but for baseball type of thing. That sounds pretty dang fun. So I was like, opening day is coming up. I get to go down there real quick. Oh, I cannot wait. To, when when are you going? You uh, just two? after Easter, the 10th, 11th, and 12th. I'll be. Oh man, you're you're you're. I'll see you be, before I go to Nashville. Okay. Obviously. I want to know how it is. Send me some videos. Ain't no doubt about it. We're done. Oh. <sighs> We, we went extra Rockies time. Already? We went an extra time. Okay. We're like at 41 minutes. Oh. Well, so, I'm tired. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I gotta go get some, I gotta go get some, like, you gotta grilled go chicken now. Get some salad. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, it's salad delicious. Salad. The salad's good, though. It's a chicken finger salad. <laughs> Name it. Named appropriately. <laughs> it's my favorite salad ever. Uh, that is gonna do it for us here on the Producer Podcast. My name is Kevin Kissner. That is Colin Zanker. Should we, t- should we, we'll do a end of the season Rockies recap and oh, explain no, no. why we were correct the whole time. Yeah. Again, we again, we're always right. We'll talk to you next time. Yeah. It's Producer we'll Podcast, denversports.com.